to Greater Destiny International Ministries, pursuing your destiny broadcast. The purpose of this ministry is to empower the people of God to pursue higher heights and deeper depths in Him. As Philippians 3 and 14 states, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We encourage you to press towards that mark as well as you pursue your destiny. Raise your level of expectations as Pastor Ruth's faith leads you into pursuing the destiny that God has for you. Let's go into the message. Amen. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy today. Book of Deuteronomy, the 33rd chapter. Two verses here we want to build from, and um, then we'll, we'll, we'll go into the, to the teaching of the word, and we're going to praise our way out of here and um, go home better people. Amen? Amen. Anybody still love the word of God? I'm talking about people, don't just read it now when you're in church, but when you're at home, you study and you read your Bible and it, you get something from it. And so when you come in service and you come to praise and worship and Bible study and Sunday school, you say, you know what? I just read that. Anybody ever did that? Okay, if you ain't never did that, then uh, uh, we, we got to do better about our homework. Amen. We got to make sure we're doing our homework. It's only going to make us better as we study the word of God. Jesus made it so awesome that we didn't just have to experience him at the temple. But he made it that when his spirit is in us, we can experience Jesus everywhere we go. That's why we have to be careful as believers because you can be on your job and have a Jesus moment. Uh, and have to take a break and go get yourself together. Amen. That's the type of Lord God that we serve. Deuteronomy 33rd chapter. Let's go to verse 24 and 25 there. I want to read these two which become the foundation for our word today. And then we're going to preach what thus says the Lord. Amen. And we'll be, um, we'll be going on. Deuteronomy 33 and 24 says this. And, and of Asher, he said, let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren and let him dip his foot in oil. Verse 25 says, thy shoes shall be iron and brass. And as thy days, so shall thy strength be. Verse 24 and 25 of the book of Deuteronomy, 33rd chapter of Deuteronomy. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, the hearers of his word. Amen. I want to preach from one word today. Amen. I want to preach from this word. Destiny. Somebody say destiny. Come on, shout louder. Say destiny. destiny. One more time. Somebody say destiny. destiny. That's what we want to talk about today. We want to preach from the topic destiny. Anybody know God has a destiny in store for you? Oh yeah. Is anybody excited about your destiny? Uh, uh, my, my destiny. See, we, see, I, I'm gonna say that again because some of y'all, I guess you're too focused on where you've been. I, I'm, I'm, is anybody excited about your destiny? Your destiny being defined as the events that are gonna happen in the future for your life. Your destiny being those things that are going to take place. It's a place in time that I haven't arrived yet, but I'm on my way. It's some things that I hadn't received yet, but I believe it's going to come to pass. I know I'm talking to somebody right here. There were some things God says he's going to do, but it hadn't been manifested yet. Somebody shout destiny. We, we want to talk about your destiny because I believe it's very important to understand no matter who you are, where you're from, God has given each and every one of us 
a destiny. Therefore, we believe as the church, that's why the church is called greater destiny. We believe that there's a greater attached to your destiny. We believe that what you were believing at, God is going to take it to a greater level than even what you expected. We believe that you thought, uh, because I think he said, it tells us in his word, uh, God would do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even think according to power that worketh in us. So to understand I have a destiny, if I can think through my destiny, guess what? It's bigger than what you're thinking. Don't think that the way you see this playing out is the limitation of your God. But because he's a God that does greater, can I tell you God's going to blow your mind? You're looking for one thing and God's going to supersede that. I need about, see, there's about four people receiving that already. But, but I ain't going to preach long today because I'm just going to deal with destiny and we're going to move about our life. But I'm looking for the few faithful people in the house that are trusting God that where you are now is not the end. Anybody trusting God that where you are now is not the end? Somebody ought to just declare, I will not be broke always. Yeah, yeah, uh, listen, I will not be struggling always. I will not be confused always. I will not be frustrated always. God has a destiny that is greater than where I am. And I'm believing by any day now, my life is about to change. Somebody shout, destiny. I, uh, God began to say, listen, you got to talk to these people. You got to talk to my people about destiny because some of them become complacent where they are. They think that that's just the way it's going to be. They think they're always going to remain in that same place. But the devil is a liar. <laughs> what, what, what causes or what makes destiny hard to grasp is because we really don't know all of the details of what God's going to do. Has God given anybody a preview of where your life is headed? It, it, it reminds me of a preview we watch on a movie. Have you ever seen a movie preview and by the time that preview is over, you say, I got to watch that. Have you ever seen a preview and then you call your friend and you say, listen, are you off Friday? Because we got to go check that out. You saw enough in the preview to excite you about how the movie is going to play out. Is there anybody right now, you hadn't seen the whole movie, but God messed around and gave you a preview. And when he gave you that preview, it says, you know what? I think I'm going to run on and I'm going to see what the end is going to be. In other words, I can't stop right here because God has showed me a few clips. He showed me out of the projects. He showed me debt free. He showed me with my family, all of us together and we getting along. He, he showed me with a new job. He, he showed me progressing. He, he showed me operating under the anointing in my ministry. So therefore I can face what I'm going through now because I know this is not the fullness of my destiny. Well, I don't get mad no more. I don't get mad when I face certain things because I know this is only leading me to my destiny. In other words, if I got enemies, listen, I rejoice because he said my enemies going to be my footstool. So therefore, the more enemies I have, evidently the higher God is about to take me. So I rejoice because I know it may be difficult right now, but it's not the end. Somebody shout destiny. Anybody in here believe in God for a greater destiny or something, something greater in your life? 
So you don't know all the details, but I know that there's more. The beauty of destiny, and it's going to bless about nine of y'all in here. The beauty of destiny is um, just because things in your life may not seem to start out right, it doesn't mean that it has to end that way. Yeah, I knew about nine of y'all right there were saying, listen, when I look at my destiny is not predicated upon my history. My history could have been raggedy. But my destiny is riches. How can God move us from rags to riches? Why? Because rags were never your destiny. Riches was your destiny. But you had to pass through rags to greater appreciate the riches. I'm trying to help somebody. So when I rejoice, it's not because I don't believe God's going to pull me out of this, but I rejoice because he gave me a glimpse of what he's about to do. I, I, I see that my, my destiny uh, is not predicated upon what I've done in my past. Because if it was predicated what I've done on my past, then I would be disqualified. I'm trying to talk to somebody. I, I, I'm encouraged by his word because he tells me, listen, to get to my destiny, this is what you got to do. Psalm 37 and 23 and 24 tells that the steps of a good man, they are ordered by the Lord. It says that he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, this bless me right here. Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down. Then it says, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Sister Shirley, what does that say to us? It says, listen, my steps are ordered. Where do you want me to go, God? I don't understand it. Go east, I don't know why, but I'll go east. Stop, I don't know why I'm supposed to stop, but I'll stop. Turn left, I don't know why I'm supposed to turn left. But in the midst of me following God, if I slip, he says, he upholdeth me with his hand. He says, you will slip, but you ain't going to fall and stay down. He says, in other words, you ever been holding your child's hand and walking with your child and your child stumble, but you snatch them up? In other words, they could have failed. It could have been bad. It could have been ugly. But because you were holding their hand, when they couldn't stand on their own two feet, you held them up until they could get their balance again. I don't know who I'm talking to now, but God is holding you with his hand. And folks thought you don't fall in. Folks thought it was over. Folks thought you were through. But God says it's not over yet. Shout to somebody, it's not over yet. He upholdeth me with this right hand. Can you give me one of those cordless mics, please, Brother Cone? He, he upholdeth me with his, uh, with his hand. He brought me to this text in Deuteronomy. Turn this one off. Which? to testing. Thank y'all so much. It's good. Uh, that thing was bothering me and uh, said, devil, you a liar. And uh, before I get frustrated with a new gadget, <laughs> I'll uh, let the gadget go and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try that again another time on like a Tuesday afternoon. I can work that and try that uh, and, and work that out. So, so, so thank you so much. He, 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 he brought me to the text in Deuteronomy here because in this passage, as well as others, uh, it speaks about a man named Asher. Brother Marcus, I, I've never really looked at the life of Asher. 
And, and truthfully, many people don't say a whole lot about Asher. Uh, Asher mm, has some things in his life that we simply need to look at. One thing, he was not the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh son of Jacob, but he's eighth. Which uh, you can get deep and say, well, that's new beginnings. But by the time they've had eight, we know the routine. He's the eighth of the son of Jacob. Now understand here, Jacob had two wives. Leah was the one he had to take first, but he really didn't care for because her father, who was a Laban, said, before you can get Rachel, you must marry Leah. So he puts up with Leah, works for Leah, so that he can finally get Rachel. So now he has Leah and Rachel, two wives. Mm -hmm. It gets worse. So for whatever reason, because he was a man of wealth, he not only had wives, but his wives had servants. When the wives could not produce or did not want to produce, they gave the okay for the man to be with the servant. Bible day, saints, calm yourselves. It is not even the bulk of the text. We just said in the story. Nobody don't ask you to share your boo. Ain't nobody asked that. Y'all already don't lost it. Mm -mm. We trying to go somewhere, all right? So Leah had a maidservant as well as Rachel had a maidservant, okay? So um, Leah's maidservant was named Zilpah. So Jacob had a child named Asher from Zilpah, who was the maidservant of Leah, the woman that he did not love. <laughs> Beyond that, he wasn't even the first child of that connection. He had an older brother named Gad. So here he is, the eighth child in a dysfunctional family <laughs> with a mother whom his father really doesn't even care for. But his name, watch this, means blessed. <laughs> Who else but God could bring you up in a dysfunctional situation, but yet say you're blessed? I'm trying to talk to somebody right here. Because before you look around or before you're ashamed, uh, let, me, let me let you know, every, everybody in the Bible was connected to a dysfunctional family. Okay, let me bring it all home. Everybody in this church is connected to a dysfunction, why y'all looking like that? Y'all thinking about somebody right now in your family that cut up, show out, situations ain't right. Somebody just shout dysfunctional. But out of the dysfunctional situation, God raises up somebody and says, you're still blessed. I need about eight of y'all right now to know that you came out of dysfunctional situation, but let that devil know, devil, I'm still blessed. It's not about the house I grew up in. It's not about the car I drive. It's not about what my daddy name is, but I'm blessed because God says. 
I'm blessed. So Asher is not the first. He's not the strongest. He's not uh, the one that's the favorite, that has the coat of many colors. He's just little Asher, the eighth child in the family. In other words, um, to many, Asher fell in the shadows. I, I want to stop right there because there are many of us that have felt like in our lives we've been overlooked. It's all right. I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it. We felt we felt like we haven't been given the credit that we deserve. We felt like maybe you wasn't the favorite. Mm. You you felt like maybe maybe they thought the others were smarter or more athletic or they looked better. And so so many times you fell to the shadows. I, I used to often hear my dad say what what caused him to quit school and to go to work was because he was tired of having hand me down. He felt like all the other brothers and the other sisters, they got the better stuff. He ended up having the leftover stuff, pants that did not fit, clothes that did not wear right. And he said, you know what? Before I continue to get leftovers, I'll go out and I'll make something happen myself. Can I tell you that now is the time and the season in your life to stop holding grudges about stuff that happened in your childhood and people that overlook you and people didn't give you opportunity and realize God allowed you to go through it for a reason. Could that be the very motivation right now that's going to shoot you to the next How can you minister to somebody that's felt left out unless you really felt left out? My Lord, my Lord. Can I tell you, it don't just happen in the house. Folk feel like that in church. Folk feel like they overlook, that nobody cares if they're there, whether they're not. But listen, it doesn't matter what people say. As long as God has accredited you for what you've done, because only what you do for Christ is going to last, I promise you, God will bless you in the shadow. My God, what, what do you mean? You, God blessing you, folk not even realize. But when it's your time, when it's your destiny, you can't stay in the shadows forever. I'm trying to help somebody. I feel healing coming in this house because what you thought was a negative going to actually turn around to be a positive. God's going to bless you even though you felt like you were the black sheep of the family. You know why you felt like you were the black sheep? Because God put something special on your life. You were supposed to be like everybody else. You were supposed to stand out. You were supposed to be different because he was doing something different in your life. I want you to make the devil mad right now and praise God even though you don't understand it, even though you didn't figure it out. Thank you that somehow, some way, he's going to get glory. Tell your neighbor, he's talking to me, he's talking to me. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand being the different one. Every one of us in some form of our life, we may feel like we don't fit into certain things. But I didn't know that God was setting me up to where he was trying to take me. In other words, I had to go through that in my history because it was setting me up for my destiny. Somebody should have praised him right now. Let me say it again. You had to go through it in your history because it was setting you up for your destiny. So, so every tear I cried, everything I went through, God was setting me up 
for the destiny that he was trying to take me to. Because, see, sometimes in the beginning, things ain't the way we want them to be. And dysfunctional family, you ain't even the favorite. Uh, feel like you don't belong. Feel like you're not appreciated. Feel like you're overlooked. Somebody say, but God. Now, now let's, let's be honest, because uh, uh, Asher wasn't just innocent himself. What are some things you've done? Hmm. In your history, well, that you're not proud of in your present. Okay, y'all, take the halo off for just a moment. Stop trying to put on for the people around you. Let, okay, open. Uh, no, not open. Look under. No, let's see. Wherever you hiding that stuff in your history, I want you to peep at it real quick. Don't stay there because it might make you feel some kind of way. But I want you to peep at your history. You hadn't always been saved. So how dare you try to look at other folk now and tell me I can't believe they did that. I can't believe you did it. I can't believe we experienced it. So listen, we're not perfect people. Asher wasn't perfect. How do I know? Because who was Asher's brother? He had a brother named Joseph. Anybody remember him? Well, who was one of the ones that were with the brothers when they put Joseph in the pit? Asher right up there looking. Number eight, looking. Number eight, peeping. Number eight was part of it. Number eight was one of the ones after Joseph got in leadership and he had to feed his family through the famine. Joe, uh, Asher was one of the main ones that had to go to him just like the rest of his brothers. So, so everybody have done our share of things. And what the world needs to realize is that, listen, we got to take this facade off and make, try to make people think we always been in church, always been in say, always spoken tongue, always dance, always did the right stuff. No. The reality of it is we are all sinners that saved by grace. As a matter of fact, some of us still being delivered from some stuff right now. Okay, I need some real folk. Some of us still being delivered from some stuff right Right now, God's still working with us on some stuff right now. And you in the choir, he's still working on you. And you on the usher board, and he's still, uh-oh, you a minister, and he's still working on you. Tell your neighbor, I'm a work in progress. But tell him, but when the Lord gets through with me, I'm going to be just what he wants me to be. Tell him, please be patient with me. Tell him, God ain't through with me. I tell you to high five somebody and say he's still working on me. Some of y'all just got free right there. Some of y'all thought you had to be perfect. Some of y'all thought you had to be mistake free. But that's what grace is all about. Yeah. Asher did some stuff. But one day the Bible doesn't speak of what happened, but uh, can I remind you of something I said earlier? Um, just because your life may have not started out one way, that doesn't mean that your destiny has to end a certain way. Uh, two different instances, Asher, after his mess ups, somebody spoke into his destiny. 
T, it's you need to you need to sit in the presence of people. You need to sit in leadership in a church where people speak into your destiny. My God. People that not only talk about where you are, but people that say, I see where you're going. Ah, my God. See, people that say, listen, I know you're there now, but any day now, you're coming out of that. Can I say, listen, if you don't understand how well it does my heart when I preach sermon after sermon after sermon, and I know the way people come in, but after a while, I see how they come out. Y'all ain't y'all ain't talking to me. It does my heart well when I come in, when they come in and the marriage is on the rocks and they're about to give up, but they listen to the word of God and now God put more honey back in the moon and, and now, now they're all excited about their relationship. God can still do it. It does my heart joy when I see people broke and busted and disgusted, but God steps in in the middle of that situation. And now where they were once trying to just keep up, God has put them ahead of the game now. And they're doing things they never thought they would do. God can change your, he can change your situation. But you need a word. Tell somebody I'm one word away. One word can shift your whole destiny. What do you mean? I can look in your life and say, live. And your whole life. You mean to tell me Jesus can look in a tomb and say, Lazarus, come forth. And when he said it, I don't care how he was tied up. I don't care how long he had been there. When God spoke a word, everything had to. Tell somebody one word, one word, one one word about to shift my destiny. One word about to turn everything around. One word about to bring me out the crack house. One word about to get me off of the street corner. One word about to heal my body. One word from God. Changed my life. Asher, with all of his dysfunction. It's amazing to me that if you look in the book of Genesis, the 49th chapter, and I'm getting ready to get done here, out of all of his dysfunction, his father Jacob on his dying bed. He calls all of his sons in, all 12 of them. And he begins to declare blessings over their life. When he gets to Asher, <laughs> number eight, Mr. In the Shadows, Mr. Not Even the Son of the Mother that I Really Love. Mr. Nothing stands out about you of notoriety. But when he declares the blessing, in verse 20, he says, Out of Asher his bread shall be fat, and he shall yield royal dainties. I had to look dainties up. What is he talking about? What is he talking about with Asher? Well, well one, one translation says, Asher will become famous for rich foods. Candies and sweets that are fit for a king. Wait, wait a minute. Somewhere along the way, Asher started getting himself together. And on his dad's dying bed, he says, Asher, you, you, you're going to have a whole lot of sweets. Fit for a king. He says, how? Now, what is that saying? So, so I began to research that. He says, you're about to produce some stuff that's going to bring you wealth. 
He says, there's something on the inside of you. And when you walk in what I placed on your life, then Asher, you're going to have, you're going to make stuff fit for a king. In other words, money ain't going to be no problem for you. Wait, wait, wait a minute. But he's number eight. Y'all, y'all talking to me. See, y'all don't got caught up with positions and titles and think that's the only people God bless. But listen, you could be number eight. Anybody don't even have to be number one. I'll be two. It don't even matter to me. But as long as I'm in the presence of the Lord, guess what? When God rained down blessings, as long as I'm in the right place, the blessing gonna fall on me. Tell your neighbor, I don't mind being number two. I ain't got to get the recognition. I ain't got to get the credit. I ain't got to be on program. Uh Uh-oh. I ain't got to have a title. But when God start blessing, he going to bless me for my faithfulness anyhow. Because watch this. When God get ready to bless you, ain't nothing nobody can do that can curse you. You mean God blesses number eight? (laughs) Number eight. It's a blessing, saints. So, so, it, it shook me here because... God says, he says, uh, what my people got to start doing is opening their mouths and decreeing and declaring things over their own destinies. What are you talking about? Well, the word says things like this in Psalm 68 and 19. God loads me daily with benefits. He is my salvation. You mean You mean I can decree that over my life? You better believe I can decree that over my life. I dare somebody to wake up in the morning and begin to quote that scripture and says, God loads me daily with benefits. That means every day God just doing something good. Uh, God God just, uh, every time I turn around, ooh, we another blessing. Every, somebody say every day. See, some of y'all waiting on a blessing to come next month, but you got to begin to declare the word. This is every day. salvation well if that's not good enough for you why don't you quote psalm 35 and 27 says i am god's servant and he takes pleasure in my prosperity (laughs) i'm the lord's servant and he finds joy in me walking in prosperity. That's to all the people that said you're supposed to be broke busted and disgusted and not have nothing it says that god finds pleasure me walking in prosperity but if you don't declare it over your destiny you got to begin to speak that over your own life but you got to declare psalm 132 and 15 that says god abundantly blesses my provision abundantly blesses y'all know what abundance is somebody shout more than enough listen i'm talking about what he says your provision is whatever he has given you in order to walk the vision out he says God abundantly a blessing. So I don't just have enough to get by. But I declare I have more than enough. So much that, watch this, I can bless somebody else. My God. Anybody want to be blessed to be a blessing? You got to start decreeing that over your destiny. Anybody tired of robbing Peter to pay Paul? Anybody tired of running from the debt collector? Anybody tired of not answering your phone? Because you worried about who it is on the other line. But when you debt free, the Bible says, watch this. He says, oh, no man, nothing but to love him. How free would you be without a bill collector? He says, he says I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her. I will satisfy her poor with bread. It means God will give us 
more than enough. So much Brittany that I said, man, I, my whole family taking care of. Let me call somebody. Say, I'm going to bring some stuff around there. Child, my cabinet's full. Let me, let me bless you. No, you don't owe me nothing. That's, that's the kind of blessing. When you decree that over your own destiny, I'm trying to change your mindset. You got to decree the same things like Deuteronomy 28 and 3. I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the field. That, what does that mean, Sister Shirley? Wherever you find me, I'm blessed. So when you ask me, how are you? I could be like Sister Greta say, blessed and highly favored. Why? Because wherever you find me. Are y'all catching this? Y'all must be writing scripture because y'all looking at me. Or either somebody's mind is being shifted to the place where you got to start decreeing over your own destiny. Faith. Hearing, hearing by the word of God, you got to speak it so much over to your life till you convince yourself that what you're saying is truth. You got to say it, walk in that mirror and say, I'm the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am the lender and not the borrower. And when you walk out of your house, you expect that. At any day now, God about to turn that around. I'm a lender and not a borrower. That means Verizon gonna stop calling me. My car people gonna stop calling me. My house people gonna stop calling me. In other words, only people gonna call me is people that I'm helping out myself. I'm blowing y'all mind right now. Y'all looking at me crazy. Do you know God desires for you to be debt free? I got to start changing the way I view my destiny. How do you want your story to end? If you don't like the way your story is playing out, pick up the pen and rewrite it. Change it. I'm tired of being broke. You ain't too tired because you hadn't changed. When you get tired, I'm so tired of being fat. I'm so tired of being overweight. When you get tired, I'm tired of being sick, tired of being broke. It's not, no, you won't pity. Because watch this, if you really tired, you won't say nothing, you do something. Oh, I just lost some folk right there. When you really tired, guess what? You move in silence when you really tired. In other words, why I gotta just talk about it, do it. I like that. Instead of talking about it, be about it. You know what? I'm about to join the gym. Yeah, you said that seven times, seven months ago. While you up there talking about you about to join, the folks you told seven months ago, they joined, and they only lost 70 pounds now. What are you speaking out of your mouth that shaped your destiny? And see, we want God to work miracles in situations that don't require miracles. It just requires a change of your mindset. My God, my God, my God. Yeah, you tired of being broke? You'll cut something. Listen, this got to go. Listen, what? How much we, I mean, how much we really watch TV? Really? How much y'all watch? Y'all don't watch? Okay, we cutting that off. Do we really need Netflix? How much you watch? You don't watch? Okay, we cutting that off. That's $9 save right there. When you really want to make changes to your destiny, you start moving instead of talking. Asher. Destiny. 
declaration spoken over his life. I want you to get this last thing and I want you to study it out for yourself. But I want you to see what happens to that same Asher. Asher, he lives a fulfilling life. But this is the part, Brother Marcus, that blesses him. 400 years after he's already dead, Moses, when he's about to die, he looks over into the promised land. And before he transitions, he calls all the tribes up. Asher's been gone 400 years. He calls every tribe, but he doesn't call them in order. He calls every tribe, Judah, Benjamin, he calls every tribe in what some folk think is out of order. But the last tribe he calls, the eighth son, he calls Asher. He says, for the tribe of Asher, Asher is gone, but his legacy and the blessings remain. Are y'all hearing me? Moses says this over the tribe of Asher saints. He says in verse 24, and of Asher, he said, let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren. Let him dip his foot in oil. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass as thy days, so shall thy strength be. Say, God, what are you talking about? I'm going to break this down real quick. He says, first and foremost, when he talks about him being blessed with children, he's talking about being fruitful. Somebody say fruitful. He's talking about, in one essence, natural children. Because at that time, they had went from 41,000 in the tribe to 50-something thousand over a short period of time. He was reproducing quick. But favor was on his life. Somebody say favor. He says, God, what, what do you mean with this? He says, tell the people, when you look at what was declared over his life, they need to start declaring some things over their own life. He says, maybe it's everybody's desire is not to have any more natural children. He says, but we should still have a desire to reproduce. In other words, how? By sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, we should pray, God, put favor on my life that I'm fruitful, that when I speak the gospel, souls are changed, lives are changed to the glory of Almighty God. Anybody want to advance the kingdom of God? And that's your prayer. So your prayer should be, God, I pray what the, the same prayer over Asher is that I will be fruitful in my walk. What else does he pray? I'm going to move through this. Another thing is supernatural favor. God will give you favor with folks that don't even suppose to like you. My God. When you pray, are you praying, God, I pray that there's peace everywhere I go. Y'all ain't hearing me right now. See, when you work this thing, you can go on your job with the boss that can't stand you. And say, I pray peace over this situation. 
And God will cause those that don't even suppose to like you. In other words, still have to show favor in your life because you've declared your destiny to already be blessed. In other words, some you may not think don't even like you are the key to your next blessing. I had a lady tell me one time, I had a boss lady tell me, listen, why you smile all the time? I, I just, I was like, I just love God. I just really do. I just, I don't, well, well, she, did, she couldn't stand me. She wouldn't speak to me half the time, but God's hand is in it. She actually pushed me to my next place in God. She didn't like me so much that she underpaid me of what the, what they were supposed to pay people at my, well, for the, uh, the, for the diploma I had. That I was supposed to make a whole lot more because she didn't like me. She paid me under what the job even allowed. I was like, that's pretty low down. But I didn't know it. I'm just working, serving God, paying tithes, giving offering, working, loving God, paying tithes, giving offering, working, loving God, paying tithes, giving offering, working, loving God, paying tithes, giving offering. And then the company came in and says, wait a minute. He's below where he's supposed to be. But every day, he was below, you got to repay him. And not only that, I want you to give him a bonus increase. I want you to take him up what he's making per hour. And guess what? She had to sit right there and look. Y'all, try, I'm trying to help somebody. God will give you favor. Somebody shout favor. You ought to begin to pray favor over your life. God will open doors that folks close in your face. God will do stuff that folks say is supposed to happen because favor ain't fair to those that ain't receiving it. Somebody shout favor. So you can be fruitful. You can have favor. But watch this. Somebody shout finances. He says, let him dip his foot in oil. Okay. Um, listen, um, most of them walked in sandals. They had dirty feet. It was customary to wash their feet with water. The only people that washed their feet in oil was the wealthy people that had oil to spare. Oil was used for medicinal purposes. It was used to sell. But you living pretty good if you can use oil to wash your feet. Moses declares a blessing over Asher that says, watch this, money won't be an issue in your life. I need some folk now to start praying the same prayer of Asher over your life before your children leave, the, leave home. Every day before you walk out of your house, begin to declare, one day I'm dipping my foot in some oil. In other words, one day money would not be an issue. What could you do for the kingdom if money wasn't an issue? He makes him fruitful. He gives him finances. Uh, he gives him favor. But then he gives him fortitude. The last thing we see Moses blessing Asher with, he says, the bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze and your strength will equal your days. This is the promise of military strength, the ability to stand against your enemies. He knew that, listen, with all these blessings, other stuff going to come. Do you not realize that when God bless you, who really for you and who's against you, don't speak for itself. Oh my God. Have, have you found out sometimes people switch? When you didn't have nothing and they didn't have nothing, y'all were cool. But the minute God promoted you and he blessed you, you didn't switch up, but they did. And they were the first one to say, oh, now you like that. Oh, you acting like this. See, sometimes you got to realize when God starts blessing you, folk will change. 
He says, but don't worry about it because I'm building things around you. I'm strengthening you. I'm covering you. So whatever the devil tries to do, you're going to be okay. You better understand that the devil don't like you. You better understand that he can break your marriage, your house up. That's what he wants to do. But I'm believing in God. I'm praying now fortitude over my family. God, when the enemy comes in like a flood, you promise that you will lift up a standard against them. In other words, I'm not going to lose sleep over a hater. I'm not going to lose sleep over what the devil tried to do. Why? Because somebody shout, God has me covered. If you're covered, you ought to just cry out, I'm covered, I'm covered. Listen, this is the moment in your life, saints, where God says your destiny is before you. But what you start speaking out of your mouth right now is going to shape where you're trying to go. I need about 13 of y'all right now just to begin to open your mouth, stand on your feet, and begin to declare the blessing of the Lord upon your own house. Whatever it is you got to need, I dare you to start opening your mouth right now. It says I'm blessed and I'm abundantly blessed. Tell them my body is healed. Come on. Tell them my children are saved. Tell them I have more than enough. Tell them I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Tell them I'm a lender and not a borrower. Tell them Satan, get out my house. I'm a child of Almighty God. Everything he has for me, it's already for me. Tell them I'm walking into my wealthy place. I'm leaving my history behind and I'm going to my destiny. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I need some saved folks right now to go ahead and begin to decrease some things over your life. Open your mouth and praise Him. Y'all hey! ain't decreeing nothing. Somebody say, I'm healed from the crown of my hair to the sole of my feet. Tell them one day. I'm moving out of that house I'm in and I'm walking to the house that God has for me. Somebody shout any day now. My blessings are going to fall like God said they were going to fall. Somebody shout any day now. I'm about to do things that I never thought I'd be able to do. Somebody say any day now. My children and my children's children, I'm about to set them up for the blessings of their life. Even before my grandchild is born, he's going to have everything he need. Even before my great-grands are born, they're going to have everything they need. Tell them God's making a way. When I begin to read that text, I had to walk in my own future. And the things that the devil were trying to do that ain't like what God has already promised. I said, uh, hypertension? <laughs> you gotta go. Diabetes? You gotta go. Some of y'all saying hypothyroidism? You gotta go. Sickle cell anemia? You gotta go. Debt? You got to go. I'm already in my future right now. See, I'm cleaning up some stuff in my destiny. So when I get there, it's going to be the way God has commanded it to be. Is there anybody by faith right now have stepped into your future? So I'm living in the now. But I'm operating in the future. My God. 
your destiny, saints. Asher had blessings commanded over his life. Not even the famous one. But when God has a blessing for you, in about your notoriety, God will bless you right where you are. It ain't hard for God to function in the middle of your dysfunction. Nobody can do that but God. Stop looking at where you came from. Stop focusing on what happened to you. Stop talking about who overlooked you. Stop talking about who mistreated you. And flip that thing. And use it towards your destiny. Because what better person than you that can go to somebody that's gone through what you've gone through and preach them out of their situation? It is not a mistake what God has allowed you to go through. It has only shaped you over time such as this. God reminded me. He says every hurt, every pain, every disappointment you've gone through, I allowed it for a purpose. He says, but in the midst of that, remember, I spoke some stuff over you. I'll never forget. I was in a service. The evangelist was coming through town. I was in this little country church with dirty carpet. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost was there. This woman of God, she said, Reuben, God said if you stay holy, He'll make you one of the greatest preachers on the circuit. Look around. Hear me. Hear me, son. That's what the Lord said. You see how God could use somebody like me? What, what are you doing? Holy Ghost hit my life. I remember getting up off of that floor saying, what just happened? And I stand here today, 20 years later, Walking out, what this woman said. So another day I was working on my natural job. This woman of God, y'all probably y'all might know her. Her name was Mother Mary Coney. I was working on my job. And she was a patient. And I'm just doing my nurse duties. Holy Ghost got on me. She said, Come here. Like, ma'am, I'm working. I'm can't you come here? Say, she say, God gonna use you. I see you preaching His word. So I just kind of walked off. I got not me, not me. But then when she said it, something quickened in my spirit because I knew what God had already been dealing with me with. And sure enough, that word helped confirm my destiny. Say that to say this. There's some of y'all now. Once again, our desire is for you to pursue and obtain the greater destiny that God has in store for you. Be blessed.